today get a little uh separation from the current uh meltdown over on twitter and the wrestling world about aew and everything that's going on with that i thought i'd take a little time to talk about wwe you know um i don't keep up with wwe as much as i should i just don't enjoy the programming that much anymore it just leaves me hanging and uh wanting more as far as quality and with the recent departure of Vince McMahon and all that drama and uh, Triple H taking over creative and um, being you know in charge of uh, uh, the hiring and everything else over there um, you know the WWE fan base has really reacted well to it and uh, you know I think I think Triple H has a good track record as far as what he did with the black and gold brand uh, uh, back in the day. And and honestly, if the black and gold NXT had been left alone, I think they could have accomplished way more than what they did. Uh, Of course, Vince was always bringing people up or, you know, before the black and gold faded away, they were just like slashing everybody. Um, so it's 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 interesting to note. Like now, Triple H is in charge of everything, and um, you know everybody's been going nuts. They brought back Karrion Cross after um, you know we know when when Vince brought him up, they just buried the guy and uh, totally destroyed everything that. Not just what Triple H did with him in NXT, but like Karrion Cross, Killer Cross, before he went to WWE, had so much steam, so much potential. He was out there. He was just killing it. No pun intended. He had the the big fight with Moxley, um, just all kinds of stuff. And and I mean, just the cinematic trailers he was putting out on his Twitter account. This man did more for himself than what WWE did for him. And uh, it, once he signed that contract, to me, all that hype just kind of slowed down. And I understand, like, once you're in the system, you know, and they want to build you up their way and everything. But it's it's kind of crazy. Like, you, you if you ever look at uh, WWE when they're hiring people, especially writers, uh, producers, whatever... When they're hiring people for their product, it says you you got to know, you know, the uh, um, all of their lineage. You know, you gotta you gotta understand 
you know, what has happened in WWE from day one with all the characters and all the storylines and all this stuff. They expect the person that they're hiring to know, but it seems like nobody there really knows. And I understand, like, when somebody comes aboard, they're expected to be, like, brand new. But, I mean, if you're talking about today's age of wrestling, um, you know, that fourth wall does not end at WWE. You know, everybody knows what the other guy has accomplished already. Typically, like, if you're the, the quote-unquote smart wrestling fan, um, you you should know, you already know a lot of these things. So, I, I feel like WWE needs some people that that have an eye on this stuff. I mean, you have the people out there that is, uh, you know, they're watching out for talent and who to get and who to sign and who's good. You know, it's kind of like crazy when Samoa Joe got hired by Triple H. It was on Mick Foley's word. Like they're taking a plane ride together, I believe is how it goes. And Mick Foley is like, hey, have you caught this Samoa Joe kid? And Triple H really didn't know who Samoa Joe was. Like, he hadn't really seen his work. And so from there, Triple H went and checked everything out or had his guys check Joe out, whatever. That, to me, is crazy. Like, uh, that you know, I, I get that you're busy and you have your own career or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, and you have people doing this stuff. But you would think at some point, like, if you're cultivating, you know, you're, you've got an eye out for things, too. So, I, I don't know. I, I wonder. I really wonder about that sort of thing. So now Triple H in charge. You bring back Karrion Cross. They just brought back Braun Strowman. Um, you know, they brought back Dakota Kai. They kept Eel Sky. Now they're using her. Uh, bring back Bailey. She was hurt just sitting at home waiting for the call back and they bring back uh, Dexter Loomis we'll talk about Dexter Loomis there in a minute so it's just mind boggling to me like this so far this this resurrection of Triple H uh, everybody's just been happy because he's bringing people back because WWE went through and they they just slaughtered the Triple H regime. I mean, even Road Dogs back, for Christ's sake, Road Dogs back. Um, <laughs> so, and I don't want to uh, sippy sippy here. I don't want to uh, diss Road Dog. I've always enjoyed Road Dog's mic work. I think his in-ring work. He he himself admits his in-ring work is nowhere near phenomenal, but Road Dog brings a certain quality. You know, he can work the mic. He has the charisma um, out the wazoo. And, and I mean, his in-ring work, it isn't awful. He's just, a, he's just you know, a, like a brawler, basically. And there's always room for that sort of thing. It's okay to have these guys like that. Not every guy has to be an AJ Styles in the ring. So, I think there's, there's room for a road dog wherever to come in and help guys especially a lot of these guys with their promo skills and with uh you know 
you can't really teach charisma, but you know, maybe something. I don't know. So yeah, Triple H rebuilding his regime, and I get it. I do. Now I'm the first one to kind of be like, you know, the the hiring thing should not be the quality we're looking for in the post Vince McMahon era. You know, I, I I understand wanting to bring people back, building your vision and whatnot, but to me it's like you got a whole roster full of people that survived the slaughter um, that just isn't used. You know. And that's that's sort of the thing that happened before. You know, Vince had his uh, flavor of the week, and then they would disappear typically. Um, so, what about all the guys that aren't getting used? So, I mean, that's that's kind of a. There's a lot of people from NXT that has made it to the main roster and survived. You know, from from the Triple H eras, the early era, you know, of of NXT. So uh, it's to me, it's interesting. Like these guys are just there, and they have their roles already. But we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna really gonna push them. Like we we can't push Sammy and Kevin up higher on the ladder. Like these two guys are great in the ring, great on the mic, great all around hands. Like we can't push them up to main event level spots. Like we are severely lacking main event quality talent across the brand across WWE I mean I get Roman Reigns just fought McIntyre but you know, like McIntyre was on top and then all of a sudden he's had to take a second step back and and I feel like WWE has been bad about like there's a huge gap between Roman and everybody else um, Roman and Brock I'll say because Brock comes and goes and Brock is always on top you know my, my big thing with Brock has always been you're never going to get that money out of him yeah you've been able to get Roman over but a Roman defeating Brock um, at this stage isn't isn't the same as say like Finn Balor beating Brock or Kofi Kingston beating Brock or Sami Zayn beating Brock, or any of these guys, you know, it's not going to be a feather in Roman's cap as big as it would one of them. So, what is what do they do now? What do they do at this stage? You know, uh, we have a couple of guys that have come in. You know, obviously, Killer Cross, Karen Cross is going to be a big ordeal. Hopefully. It seems like it. They're, they've interjected him in. It seems like he's going to be a big deal. As well, he should be. I don't know how you get past the the very pitiful Jeff Hardy match feud thing they did with Karrion Cross before. I don't know how we forget about that. You, know? you see the memes with uh, the men in black with a little stick that glows and races everybody's minds. Um, I don't know how we get to that point with uh, Karrion Cross. I really don't. I don't see it happening, to be quite honest. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody's going to remember that. 
So it's it's going to take a long build, a long rebranding of Karrion Cross, who he is, you know, what he can do uh, before he gets to that point. So to interject him immediately, you know, TikTok Roman, that whole thing, I, I don't know. Uh, it's going to take a build. They can do it. You know, there's enough guys they can they can build up Karrion Cross. One thing I will commend them, Dexter Loomis, they just threw him right in there. I like Dexter Loomis. I like the quirkiness of it. I like the almost sideways supernatural aspect that Dexter Loomis brings to the table. Uh, the fans really turn on with him, you know, and, and this whole Miz thing, I get it, you know, I, I watched, <laughs> I watched the uh, the replay of Raw on on fast forward uh, the YouTube, and and it was supposed to be like 52 minutes. And I ended up even skipping a lot of that, so I probably cut it down to like 30 minutes. Trying to watch Raw, getting the most out of it as I could. Um, the biggest thing I I think Lashley is boring. I get it, but Lashley is so boring. They've tried and tried and tried, and I don't know what I would exactly do with Lashley. I'd probably put him in a tag team with somebody. But Bobby Lashley versus The Miz in a steel cage, uh, I think I would put the belt on The Miz. I would have put the belt on The Miz, had The Miz win, and then done the Dexter Loomis thing. Build that up and have, of course, Dexter Loomis eventually win the title at the next pay-per-view. A little short reign by Miz. Put the belt on Dexter Loomis. I don't know what you do with Miz. Maybe he he gets, say he's choked out, injured, whatever. You have him sit on the sidelines for a couple weeks, and you move to a Dexter Loomis and Chompa feud. Like there's now you're pushing your Triple H guys. Now you're you're building them up. You're giving the fans more of what they want to see. Uh, and I think that's where Triple H is really going to start to build. His brand, his talent, is in the the mid card, the IC title, the US title, all of that. You build it there with them. I mean, this is these are the belts that built Austin, Triple H, The Rock. These are the titles that built those guys up. And I think that's where Triple H needs to start. Needs really look, build those guys up. Everybody else that's that's just kind of hanging around, I think you need to make tag teams out of them. Guys can be jobbers. You just job them out. They're low-card guys, whatever. But you need to make it count, but you can still have low-card guys. I mean, it, you look back in the day, Al Snow, Val Venus, all those were lower-card guys, really. But they made it count. They made it look important. You know, and that that's what Triple H needs to do here, I, I feel. So what do you do with Roman with the two belts? Obviously, they're holding on one to strap Cody eventually. But do you combine the titles? Is that the answer here? I don't think so. Uh, unless you do it across the board, honestly. Uh, and it's possible you could do it across the board, but is that what you're looking to do? Are you 
are you going to keep the roster slimmed down enough that these guys can just bounce back and forth like in the old days? Or are you still keeping two brands out there? I, I kind of feel like maybe you should. Maybe you should just uh, solidify everything and just have one large brand with two shows, Raw and SmackDown, instead of Raw and SmackDown being their own brands, per se. I think I think it makes the networks happier because you have a, a plethora of guys, you know, bigger names to use instead of them, like, bidding. You know, where's Roman Reigns go? Where's this guy go? Where's that guy go? I think Triple H should probably do that, combine the... Combine the Unified Championship and uh, tag titles already, really. You just got to deal with your Intercontinental and your United States Championships. Or if you keep both, one gets regulated lower than the other, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. We used to have TV titles in WCW, right? So, I think that's that might work better you have a big roster to choose from personally I like faces and heels I like my stuff defined as well Uh, even if you're a casual fan uh, I hate that word by the way if you're a casual viewer like I, I love wrestling I'm not a casual wrestling fan but I'm a casual viewer of WWE anymore because I don't really stay up on their programming but uh as a casual viewer, I think if you're always saying you're booking for the casual fan, um, you need to know where people stand. And it's pretty obvious. Like if you just turn in, tune into a show. If you tune into Days of Our Lives, you'll by the end of that show, you should know where somebody stands. You know, uh, tuning into the uh, pay per view. I don't know who was the face or heel between Sheamus and Walter. Last I seen, they were both heels. So, how are you going to know something different in that regard? I mean, they do do these huge production packages, but that didn't tell me nothing, really. So, I think I would work on that as well. Like you you got to be able to tell who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. And I get the whole cheer who you want to cheer crap that's going on in wrestling still yet but let's be honest wrestling runs on who you like and who you don't like you know and and it works better if you're booing the antagonist and you're cheering the protagonist and typically that is a face and heel dynamic don't get me wrong you can get into Matches where you have two faces and one's being more antagonistic than the other. It's a little bit harder, I think, if you have two heels because then you risk turning a heel face. And if you have two guys that you want everybody to hate, you need special circumstances for them to fight. Anyway, diving in a little too deep. That's my opinion. It's kind of where I see things going. I would totally strap. Dexter Loomis with a secondary title at this stage have him and Ciampa trade it back and forth or something Um, yeah Braun I don't know what you do with Braun he's kind of the same situation with Killer Cross you know 
I wouldn't say they they buried him, but they kind of made Braun worthless before he left, before they got rid of him. And so uh, he's a little bit easier probably to build up than Killer Cross, though. Uh, I, I don't know those flaming red pants. I don't know. What do you do with that? You know, is this the Braun moving forward? I don't. I don't know what you do with him. You know, to be honest, I saw him throwing up the Hogan hand signal. Maybe you do something with that. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not for certain with that. I'd almost say they should have made him a heel. Uh, but wouldn't it have been nice if Brian had came in to Judgment Day? Not as the main guy, but like, you know, him and Balor have a past. Maybe he'd bring Braun in. Some Lord Humongous get up and then reveal it's Braun Strowman. Or maybe you just bring him in with a pair of black trunks and that black sheep mask again and you just show off oh it's Braun Strowman Braun Strowman's back and he's in Judgment Day and then you have Braun kill Edge or Rey Mysterio or have Dominic as Braun's gimp I, I don't know I would have done something a little bit different I think with Braun but um, yeah I don't know that's my take on WWE right now I'm trying to give it a go for you guys trying I'm a little bored with their matches still yet. Something, I know they're making the matches longer. We're going to give the wrestling fans more wrestling. It's got to be captivating, though. It can't just be an extra 10 minutes of wrestling for the sake of wrestling. Then you're starting to get into the postmodern bullshit that I don't like, too. And uh, I think it's got to mean something. Like, sometimes longer matches aren't better matches. You know. It, it has to mean something. It has to work. It has to tell a story. And if the story doesn't require a longer match, then you don't need to have a longer match. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping to get to a point where I can sit down and actually watch a full show and not be bored. But, uh, I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll get there. Maybe. Hopefully we will. Alright, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, here at Ringside Ramblings. If if we uh, figure out what the hell's going on with with AEW, we'll uh, we'll we'll do another show and and hopefully uh, know what's up there. All right, this is Sam Kilo, Wrestling Connoisseur. Uh, have a good one.